0: Yeah, I think I said it last week. Like, I mean, I haven't been rec- I haven't been covering recruiting for, you know, that long. But I would say since I've been watching Florida State and um, covering recruiting, like, I haven't really seen anything like this for them, especially on the offensive line. So to get out to such a good start, and especially if you land Daughtry Richardson and Jalen Early, and you're already up to six commits on the offensive line and – you're swinging after a big fish like Elijah Pritchard or Julian Armella. I mean, it's just a, a fantastic head start. And, you know, this momentum, Florida State has got to carry it onto the football field and perform. They've got to – that's what's going to be the thing that keeps this class together.
1: Hey, guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dogs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. He and how you we're know, listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose.
0: Hi, this is Charlie
1: Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No Bloody.
0: But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders
1: great it's Deion Sanders my brother what's going on bro? man I, I could wake up to that greeting every day man that was awesome hello those fans this is former Seminole Derek Brooks and you're listening to Hear the spear presented to you by no game day
0: James Wilder Jr. what's going on James thanks for having me on SSOD
2: Florida State or die and go nose William Barnum Floyd gentlemen what's up what is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson here. this the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this actually nasty Thursday evening. It's not so pretty out in Tallahassee. The power's been flickering, so we'll see how long this uh, podcast and show goes on. It's been lightning all over the place. But we're here. We're here to talk some ball. It is Thursday night with the fellas. This time, Dustin, we have a friend with us. It's good to see Austin Veazey back with us. Back in the closet, though, he goes. But Austin Veazey, our lead basketball Basketball writer is at the bottom. Then our lead writer and editor, d is at the top. Gentlemen, happy Thursday. We're keeping the streak alive. How's y'all's uh, week going so far?
0: Spectacular.
1: Superb.
2: I'm so glad you had to lean in that far. <laughs> nice and relaxed <laughs> in your closet there. I mean, oh.
1: I'm, we went through this after the show two weeks ago. I, I, there's... I
2: yeah, There's no just, closet
1: that I'm sitting. I can open my closet if you want to see it. You have two closets. You can. No. You, it's like just kind. Of, just it's
2: going. just a setup,
1: I, I guess. I don't. It is No,
2: oh, the setup looks cool though. I mean, he's got shoes all around him. Ballers. I mean, he's got Terrence Mann's jersey up above him. Uh, a couple of Hooters tank tops. I mean, it looks great in there. So it just uh, makes the, the
0: room look small. So I mean, I <laughs> I could kind of get it, but it's interesting... I made that joke
2: for like three or four weeks. I know. I know. I don't give a damn. Anyways, uh, fellas, how was y'all's July 4th? We've got a lot to talk about tonight, along so, with that.
1: Probably better than your July 4th. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was I was going to say.
2: Real funny. I appreciate it. Yeah, my July 4th wasn't so uh, so much. There was a lot of fireworks at the end, but I really wasn't entirely enjoying them. I uh, So I had a pretty decent injury to my right knee and i might i had to get an mri this morning it hurts like hell it's definitely on the inner inner side of my kneecap it's i'm thinking it's either mcl or meniscus or it could be both uh, i think the acl is fine what is that
0: what is a miscus
1: meniscus you said miscus you you did say miscus
2: well i was trying to say a lot of things at once okay <laughs> anyways thank you guys for your worrisome too I never got a call. I only had texts back. Austin didn't even text me back. All these injuries, I would have, I would have called Austin. I texted you. Yeah, Dustin did. He does. Dustin does care sometimes. I,
0: you know. Figured the know least that. I could do was was respond.
2: And didn't we text Austin a ton whenever his hip thing was going through. Like we felt bad.
1: Oh, no, probably sad. probably not. I was gonna say now. I don't know. I don't remember. That was that was like six months ago. Actually, <laughs> seven.
2: Hold on real quick. Before we go into anything else here, we got Eric Angel with the 20 bomb. Booyah, right off the bat. What's up, fellas? 60 days till Florida State beats Notre Dame. Time to focus on this. Uh, get well, Logan. Let's go. I was, hey, I appreciate it, Eric. You, you've been one of our day one uh, supporters, man. So we definitely appreciate <laughs> you jumping in here and showing some love. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be fine. I'm, I'm hoping not that, you know, if I do have to get surgery and it goes down, I hope not, fingers crossed. But you know what? That just means more focus on school, number one, and number two. States football season if I can even get into Doke So you never really
0: went into it, but how did this injury how did
2: it happen? I mean, yeah, going I was going down a water slide. It's one of the most That's um, disappointing I, ways to tell anybody. Like if you're gonna tell a chick, hey, uh you, you, gotta, make, you,
1: you gotta make him a better excuse. You can't say a well, water slide.
2: Uh, it will set itself you know, it balances the itself. now. I mean. The left ACL was from a football game down in Gainesville. Snapped that one and rode the car ride back from Gainesville home. This is the right knee, and you know, one's gotta be a stupid one. This was a stupid one and it's it's I hope it's not the case. I hope it's a really bad sprain. But right now we're we're not we're not feeling too great, but this whole podcast, man. I know. We'll be all right though. I'm hanging out with you guys, so you guys make my day. You really do. Been looking forward to hanging out with you guys all week. Long. but anyways let's jump into some good stuff here before we start guys you can always listen to podcasts on itunes google play spotify and youtube if you're on youtube right now hit that like button we definitely appreciate it. you can also now throw donations at the bottom you don't have to but we definitely appreciate it we can bring up your questions right away too so i uh, definitely appreciate everybody hanging out with us uh get close to football season fellas like like eric said 60 days 60 days until Florida State kicks off. That means that we're getting close to fall camp, which means the fun is only about to start. Here we go. So starting off recruiting, we'll start off with recruiting, I think, first, Dustin. There's been quite a few new commitments for Florida State, one in the 2022 class, uh, and also one that was inside of the 2024 class, with Jordan Pride. Uh, You also, you know, your relationship with Drell Powers, the three-star tight end, Committed to Florida State last Friday. You felt very optimistic that he was going to be uh, picking FSU. You had a pretty good conversation with him about his commitment. Tell us a little bit more about him. 6'4", 238, out of Texas.
0: Yeah, so um, Jerrell Powers, he really came onto the scene in March. That's when he picked up the offer from FSU. Uh, Chris Thompson offered him and... Since then, I mean, things have just been building. He, I think right away, like in April, he went ahead and locked in the official visit for that date in June. I think it was, what, the 25th to the 27th or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they, he showed up for the official visit. He had a really good time, was blown away. Um, what really sold him was just sitting down with talking to the coaching staff. And he also said, like, walking into Dope Campbell Stadium at night had a big impact on him, like seeing where he would play in the future. And then, I mean, after that, he, he told me he committed um, in person, like before he, left, um, uh, before he left from the official visit. So the coaching staff already knew that he would be committing. And, you know, from there, he decided to go ahead and make it official last week. And now the focus is going to be on his teammate, um, Jalen Early, who he's pushing to get him in the class as well.
2: Yeah, big guy right here. I think lengthy, 6'4", 238 already. Be interested to see how Florida State and also Mike Norvell. You know how he likes to work his tight ends, and I still think you, you know, they're looking at other guys out there. I mean, you know, Skinner's very high high on their board too, but he they're looking at him as more of a hybrid wide receiver slash tight end. Powers coming in here as a true tight end, uh, and he picks Florida State over you know a few other schools. Did he say which schools? Uh, we're kind of in the the hunt right there, like his top three. Yeah,
0: or... his, his top four was uh, FSU, Colorado. Um, I think it was Arkansas and Oregon State. So
2: he and was...
0: he he officially visited um, Colorado and Oregon State as well, but he said the FSU visit like took it to another level.
2: We watched a little bit of tape on him last week, D. Lou and. Yeah, and I was going to say red zone threat. That's the first thing I think of. I think there's still some things for him to work on, but initial thoughts, i mean, looking right at the tape, a red zone threat seems to be one of his top uh, talents.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he's really just growing into his body. I mean, about a year ago, he was 170 pounds, and now he's around 230. So he's really got that added weight to be a a college tight end going into his senior season. So I think we're going to be able to see like like he's like he told me he likes to play bully ball you know he said defensive backs don't really see a guy with his size out there so when he's out there he's going to go right at him and I, I think he's going to have a great senior season so I wouldn't get worried whenever you're looking at his ranking people are like you know he's not as high ranked as some of the other guys in the class but it, it, to me it's the same thing um, we talked about Kenaya Charlton a couple weeks ago I mean he just hasn't really been properly evaluated to this point he was he was focused on basketball really until last year his junior season was his first time just locked in on football and I mean you can see it paid off now he's committed to Florida State and like I said I think he's in line to to have a
2: good season yeah this is oh my goodness that tackle scared me there for a second then it's gracious speaking of knees but uh yeah like you said growing back growing into his body still still definitely raw but, you know, Mike Nobel thinks very highly of his tight ends. So he was he's definitely going to be utilized, but you could see the size difference in this taker. He's a, he's a big cat, kind of tall and lanky, um, and has some good range on him, too. So I yeah. think right now, Initial Thoughts is, is a red zone kind of guy, and we'll see how he develops. And like you said, most of these guys right now, still, you know, some of them were hindered last year not being able to, with COVID-19 going on, they are really hindered with not having enough tape out there. Also, along with not having uh, scouts out there and putting in ratings on them and everything and being able to be fully evaluated. So uh, there's a lot of things that are going to be going on with these, maybe current FSU commits that we'll see more uh, updated recruit uh, rankings on. The next guy that committed to Florida State uh, is a, is a youngin, another young'un. Uh, he's going to, He's going to join the 2024 class. That's now three commits in that class with Jordan Pride. He picks Florida State, Coach Woodson after him. Kind of more set as a safety than anything right now, but Florida State sees something in this young cat. Don't have a huddle film to really work with here, but kind of just, (laughs) you know, you you got to talk with him a little
0: bit, d Lou. Yeah, um, we actually got to speak after he went ahead and committed. And, I mean, I knew of of Jordan – Um, I would would say before he committed. I just hadn't really got a chance to interview him yet, and I did not know he was going to commit that fast. But he was a guy that made it to FSU, I think it was four different times in June for unofficial visits and also some of those camps. So he got a mix of being able to work out in front of the coaching staff and also being able to tour campus and do all the things that go into the visit, you know, the photo shoots and everything. And this is a guy, you know, right down the road from – bluntstown i mean that's not really too far from tallahassee and he he said that his family and him are are all really big florida state fans and i think it was after one of the camps he he actually picked up the offer from the coaching staff in june and from there i mean it was he he told me from there i mean it was basically a, a set decision you know he had a couple conversations with his family and they they said um, they were fine with it, and he went ahead and decided to make it official.
2: Added to that DB room, and, you know, he's so young. I mean, when we talk with Cam Davis, the current uh, said quarterback almost there because he plays in high school, but running back commit primarily, you know, these, these cats are so young, but it's cool and, and nice to see some of them committing so, so early on and kind of, understanding that message that Norvell's bringing, you know, it's still so, so, so far away and, you know, it's all that, but it's cool to see that that message is going all the way reaching sure. to not just 2023, but 2024, you know, that's a trend that we're seeing a little bit.
0: And he said the first thing whenever he uh, called the coaching staff to commit, he let, he let a uh, coach Woodson know, and they got on the phone with coach Norvell. And the first thing Norvell said to him was, are you a hundred percent sure you're committed before, you know, he accepted, um, him into the class, and you know, like like I said, um, pride. He grew up a Florida State fan. He told me he wanted to go ahead and make it official because this is his dream school. And now, you know, being a 2024 commit, he's got a lot of time to work with to build that class and into something great. And you already have three commits: um, Cam Davis, Landon Thomas, along with Pride and Florida State. They've actually got the most 2024 commits in the nation. So. Whether you think that's a good thing or, or a bad thing, this this coaching staff is focused not only on the present but on the future. So it's an I think it's an interesting take that we haven't really seen from you know the past
2: staffs. I wanted to bring up a thing here and talk about a quarterback, and you got to spend a lot of time with him, and he was one of your longest interviews. We talked about in the production meeting, D'Lu, and that's Chris Parson. There's a lot of people that have some. Uh, I think he's got a very bright future, and you also think that, too. I know that you've been texting inside of the Discord a lot, talking very highly of him, a uh, mature kid in that 2023 class. He, most, he recently visited Florida State. Uh, he's kind of got a little uh, – I'm not, I'm not going to make any more comparisons because I've been a little too hot on doing that lately. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things to think about him because he's kind of seems like a Florida State lean, definitely, in my opinion, but this is a guy out of Tennessee, and Tennessee is going to be heavily after him too, and would love to pick him out. But he's actually planning on committing on July 22nd, D. Lou. and his top teams. What are his top teams that are in there? Top eight, I think he dropped right.
0: Yeah, he released um, a top eight. I know, I know that FSU, Miami, Tennessee, and Kentucky are in it. I can't remember the other four off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but I'll find it. But, yeah, so he released that top eight with a plan to commit on, I believe it's um, July 22nd. Like you said, he recently got a chance to come through to FSU. And the first the first thing that the coaching staff did is they had every single member of the staff out there waiting for Parson and his family when, whenever they arrived. And, you know, Coach, Coach Norvell and Coach Dillingham were really with them throughout the entire trip. And during their meeting, they – or Coach Norvell specifically um, – expressed to Parson that he was their number 1 quarterback target in the 2023 class. So really it was it was a great visit for Parson and this is another guy I said about Pride but Parson he also grew up a Florida State fan and he's actually related to a Seminole legend and a guy that we've had here on the podcast Logan and Terrell Buckley which is something that surprised yeah. me. Um I believe Terrell Buckley is his cousin. Yeah, that's what we were talking about.
2: Like, am i on the Discord or something, and that was like a, crazy to think
0: of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's a he's a um he's Chris Chris Parson's dad's cousin, so I don't know if that would make him his cousin as well. I don't know. I don't know the whole. I don't family. know. That's too I much know. work for you and I, and we're gonna definitely. Maybe that makes them like second cousins. You have any take on that, way,
1: Austin? I think it's cousin second removed. Something either
0: like way, they're they're somehow related. And you know, through through that, a lot of their extended family is Florida State fans, um, Parsons family is Florida State fans, and like I said, he grew up a Florida State fan. And after the visit, you know, he named FSU as leader. So going into this, going into this announcement, I think the Seminoles have to feel really good about where they stand. And you know, I did an interview with him, and he was very high on FSU. And God, this, I this was a guy.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. To, all right, go ahead. Sorry.
0: But throughout June, I mean, he, he was all over the country, visiting different places, working out. And, you know, I think a lot of schools are going to be after him, you know, right now, maybe you look at his top eight, you don't have Alabama or Clemson in there, but I think down the line, they're, they're definitely going to join this guy's recruitment. He, he's very talented and I think he, he's got a, very mature mindset, you know, kind of beyond his
2: years. There's throw here on one of the most recent tweets he shared. He said Won't he's very – able to move his spring game, spring game highlights. Yeah, let me find that. And uh, what was I going to mention? Oh, he did – he just shared, too, if I can get out of this uh, full screen here. He just tweeted one minute ago, this commitment video is about to go crazy. Tag the guy that will be filming and editing it. But uh, it seems like he's already working on putting together a commitment video. It depends. Will it be Florida State? And it seems like it's leaning that way. I feel like his visit went very well. And we got to see the video of the whole staff greeting him, like you had mentioned before. Delo. I mean, that's, that's huge. If he's up there as the number one target, I mean, Florida State, we've seen it's worked out very well for them in these visits. The true interest, the actual genuine interest in these kids, you know, and being real with them. Is something that the staff has done a very well job. They've done a very good job at.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at it now. Florida State has made him a priority. They've told him he's the number one quarterback target on their in the 2023 class that they want, and he's also named FSU's leader. So, like I said before, I think the Seminoles had to feel really good about where they stand right now. Oh yeah, and he grew up a Florida State fan and is related to. A legendary seminal so i i would say you you feel good about where you stand it would be kind of it would be kind of shocking to me at this point if he did not commit that issue
2: hopefully this is the right highlights here i tried to find the quickest one this ain't it <laughs> great wonderful like It's literally titled Spring Game Highlights. I don't know how it's... It's not that hard.
0: Just click on... You click on...
2: How notes. about you do 30,000 things at once, Dustin? How about you do that? But these look pretty damn good to me so far. This is real games. no spring games.
0: If the spring game was a real game...
2: Nah, I call it got like a jamboree. Look at him
0: move in the pocket. Like The thing to me is he just... He knows how to evade pressure. He can throw on the run. He's got really good footwork for his class. Yeah, I no, think this kid, he was only a sophomore last year. So we're looking at sophomore film going into he his junior pretty, year. Looks pretty good
2: as a sophomore. He's got a good ball. He gives a good deep ball too. Can evade the pass rush there. Let's see you know what huddle needs to chill with all the ads, really. We'd show with the ads. Jeez, I'm loading up the spring game highlights as we speak, but we'll watch a few more plays here. Evading. Is that a holding? Your mind? Can I say it's only 2023 guy? I can can do it for this. I I said Leonard Fournette kind of build for uh, Cam Davis, and he's 2024 guy. This is 2023. Can I have my comparison? Yeah, what is it, Justin Fields? <laughs> <laughs> right, not that extreme, but all
0: right, thing is, dive. you don't really see him scrambling much on his highlights. Like you can tell, he's got you know he's athletic, but he uses that to work in the pocket, move around defenders, and find guys downfield. So that's something I really like. You don't really see him just tucking it and running. He's actually nah. looking to make the play with his arm.
2: Alright, here we go. That's the same one. <laughs> there we go. It's the same one. Now we go to this one. And we go to the bottom one, because that's the right one. There we go. Oh yeah, this is it. <laughs> Spring <laughs> game highlights. We get this get to see him face his own team in a scrimmage. Nice. I got Dustin Lewis rushing him. Hard play there.
1: <laughs> Dustin that would a, have been running that fast. That uh, was one that of my favorite crazy. plays
0: right there because he rolled out of the pocket. He was looking at the guy, the receiver on the outside, and then he went like back inside. He faked out the defender.
2: Yeah, I like this one. That's a little crafty. Like- well, This is why I was saying, Fields. Right here. I mean, yeah, we didn't see like one it. of these in the other tape.
0: He can uh, run, like I said. But most of the time he's looking to make the play. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's trying to keep it going, which is nice. He's keeping his eyes down the field, and he's got good feet too. So and that's on July twenty second. Justin Justin Fields. Here I go. Great. I'm just gonna ruin it for everybody. Um uh, Drew just asked, just tuned in. What are you what are you guys talking about? Well, we're talking about what our favorite ice cream is.
0: Twenty twenty three quarterback Chris Parson.
2: We're talking about twenty twenty three quarterback Chris Parsons he's going to be making his commitment actually Parson. on
0: Parsons Parson.
2: sorry no. Parsons no Parsons Parsons, Parson. dang it. Parsons, I ah, same thing, right?
0: Cut the s off at
2: the end. <laughs> but uh Chris Parsons making his commitment on July 22nd. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think Florida State's heavily in the mix there. We'll see if that recruiting video is going to end with the Seminole logo at the Seminole head at the end of the video. We'll see. Who knows? Up next here, whew, there's a lot of recruiting stuff going on. A.J. Duffy, how about him showing out at the Elite 11? I mean, seems like Florida State got the good one here. I mean, he, <laughs> he was, I think, only through, what do you say, one interception, and uh are seven on sevens, and that was yeah. just an extra point play. Just a little gimme there. Doesn't really count. Yeah, it doesn't count, right? But uh, A.J. Duffy was absolutely showing out um, during the Elite Elevens. Uh, there was a few clips that I have that I can bring up on here, but you know, Florida State seems to have a pretty good cat on their hands. It seems he's more of a quiet guy than anything. Doesn't do a lot of interviews, but you know, he was definitely doing the chop there, and uh, he's been recruiting. He said for continue to help recruit that 2022 class and. Uh, Florida State's got a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's very he's very talented. He, he's got the full skill set. And, I mean, the thing to me is he's a gamer. You know, you put him in that competitive seven-on-seven scenario, and, and some guys, you know, they fold. They're better in just the one-on-one drills. But this is a guy, you put him out there against another defense, and, I mean, he just goes to work, I, I think – I don't know the exact stat numbers, but I'm pretty sure that he had the best seven-on showing, seven-on-seven seven showing uh, out of any of the guys out there, and led his team to the championship. If
2: I if I'm correct, here's a little, couple of clips of him before the seven-on-sevens too. He's got a nice little zip on the ball.
0: Yeah, that's something I, mean, that I
2: noticed a couple of months ago too before he committed.
0: Mm-hmm. And the Elite Eleven rankings came out. I don't remember if Duffy was in the top eleven or not, but and I think some people were worried about his ranking because they were like he looks so good on seven on seven. But the the thing about the Elite Eleven is half of the ranking is based on junior film, and Duffy actually has zero junior film because his season was canceled due to COVID. So that was a really that really impacted his ranking. I think if you would add junior film, this is a guy you're looking at you know, top five, top three
2: out of the event. Mm, that's saying something. I he's going to be playing some really good competition at IMG this upcoming season, too. So that only gives him the kind of advantage of moving up in the rankings that people really care a lot about it. You know, everybody, the Twitter world does for sure. But, you know, if you do your own kind of homework on it, all he needs is a mullet, and I think you already move up five spots in quarterback rankings, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, based on what we saw this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he holds Pat with where he stands in the rankings or even gets bumped
2: up a little bit because he he looked really good out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he impressed a lot. So uh, good good showing from Florida State 2022 quarterback commit, A.J. Duffy.
0: Can't say the same for Miami's quarterback commit.
2: Yeah, what happened to Miami's quarterback commit? How did he do <sighs> over he there ran, in the Elite 11?
0: He was not ranked.
2: Well, so that kind of well. That does suck.
0: Makes me feel even worse because he actually, he's from Valdosta, which is where I was born, and he plays at he plays at Lowndes County. That's where uh, that's where you know Greg Reed, Telvin Smith.
2: You didn't turn out to be that way. That was you just missed it, right? You Just missed it.
0: Well, I only lived there for two weeks because I was a baby, but excuses. I didn't get the full experience or else, you know, I would have gone D1. No. <laughs> like eating burger. They don't have that in Valdosta, so damn it. I mean, think about it. Zaxby's, then it's got to be Zaxby's.
1: <laughs> we'll yeah. Surely they have a cook out there. <laughs>
0: I don't think they do. Mm, disappointing. They don't have anything.
2: It's, it's kind of a sad city. That's why you left. <laughs> Same as you, you're kind of sad, so no, I know. Well, Dustin, let's keep asking you some recruiting questions. <laughs> Since Nate's not here, you're taking a load the last couple of weeks, man. This is tough. I'm sorry for putting you through this. It's okay. But another Part of, guy, part
0: of the job description, I guess.
2: That is true. It is true. Uh, another guy here, we'll end it off here with Jalen Early, 2022 offensive tackle. Florida State's been heavily after him. I mean, any 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 FSU fan will tell you that. The guards, yeah, but offensive tackles, gimme, gimme, gimme. So, He's actually narrowed down his list on schools, and he's planning to actually commit on August 2nd. He's got Florida State, Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Texas Tech. He told you most recently that he won't be visiting Penn State, which is a big one there. But it seems like Florida State may be in the running here for an offensive tackle to add into that 2022 class, which would be crazy because right now that offensive line depth like, you're building depth now at this point, but the, you're also bringing in some really talented cats.
0: Yeah, like you said, I, I thought the biggest thing that came out of my interview with him was um, him telling me that he will not visit Penn State before making a commitment, which a lot of people thought he'd be using. Um, I think it's his fifth and final official visit on Penn State before he committed on August 2nd. And, you know, that means going into the announcement, for to State, they're they're going to have had the last official visit. And, I mean, he's the guy I mentioned with Jarell Powers, our teammates and Powers ha- has been heavily on him. I've got this quote, if I can find the right article.
2: I believe in you. Hold
0: on. But I've got this quote um, from Powers um, talking about recruiting Jalen er- Early to join him. And he said, I do plan on recruiting after I commit. The main person I'm focused on is my teammate, Jalen Early. He commits on August 2nd just know I'm working on him. So don't be surprised if he becomes a Seminole. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's working on him, And whenever I mentioned that to Jalen early in the interview, I mean, he just, he laughed his head off for a second.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, he's like, but he's like, yeah, it's true. But he just thought it was, I guess he just thought it was funny. But you know, at this point, I definitely feel like Florida state has the edge. Um, it, I, I, it's going to be huge this month for that communication to continue and just keep working on them to secure that August decision because he's very talented. And it really helps. I think, like I've already said a couple of times, but it really helps having powers already committed. And they were on the official visit together. They both got to experience FSU for the first time together. I think
2: that kind of relationship pays off in the end. Absolutely. Coach Atkins and what Norvell are- is doing and Thomason's also on him too, correct? What? Thomason too. And he's had some he's been on a he's been on a uh, streak too of landing some of his targets. Three three
0: twenty-six four. Yeah, Norvell, Coach Atkins, and I believe Chris Thompson, they've all had some contact. I mean, Chris Thompson, you look at Jalen Early as well as um, Powers, they're both from Texas that's that's where chris thompson was born that's where he has a lot of his coaching experience so he's able to connect with a lot of these guys from that area very well because
2: he's he's already familiar with it Some big time uh, a gigantic offer list here alabama lsu georgia oklahoma yeah
0: um, this is a very Ohio
2: state this is a very highly sought after guy and, and really
0: you know, it seems like the top three are probably FSU, Ohio State, and, and Texas Tech at this point.
2: DeLu, I have a neighbor from back home. Drew Collins says, Dustin, I'm originally from Thomasville, Georgia. That's about 30 minutes west of Valdosta. Hometown of the great Charlie Ward. I always think about Charlie Ward when I'm going through it's Thomasville. A good city to be from. Yeah, it is. It's produced some good, some crazy good talent out of there too. There's some talent Florida State wants from there right now what they do what happened to you?
0: Well, I'm I'm here, you know, I'm I'm providing my talent for this podcast. That is
2: right. That is correct. You're spot on. You or to say couldn't there. handle it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so we'll keep a close eye on this one because that's on August second. So you're looking at Parson. Sorry, I'm not gonna say Parsons anywhere. Chris Parson on the twenty second, twenty twenty three quarterback. And then you've also got Jalen Early big time offensive line potential commit that could be coming in the Florida state's favor. So. And you've also got Daughtry Richardson on,
0: I want to say July 25th, but it could be 26. It's one or the other. And then also um, 2022 running back uh, Jalen Glover could commit in that late July, early August timeline as well. So there's some decisions still coming up. We'll see how many go in Florida state's favor.
2: Mm-hmm. Florida State is currently ranked as a number five team in the country per 247 sports, so still hanging around in that top ten and still hanging on tight in that top five, but it could get a little bit better here. Definitely looking at, like you said, look at Richardson. You look at early, it keeps building that 2022 class, and it's crazy to think that you're going to start looking at the positions, like the position with the most commits. You're looking at the dang offensive line. I can't tell you the last time that's happened. I really can It's pretty pretty big to see in my opinion building those trenches
0: yeah i think i said it last week like i mean i haven't been rec- i haven't been covering recruiting for you know that long but i would say since i've been watching for state and i'm um, covering recruiting like i haven't really seen anything like this for them especially on the offensive line so to get out to such a good start and especially if you land Daughtry Richardson and Jalen Early, and you're already up to six commits on the offensive line, and you're swinging after a big fish like Elijah Pritchard or Julian Armella. I mean, it's just a, a fantastic head start. And, you know, this momentum, Fortis has got to carry it onto the football field and perform. They've got to, that's what's
2: going to be the thing that keeps this class together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going into this, the start of the season, and the biggest thing is, you can't look sad against Wake Forest, in my opinion. You can't look, you can't can't look sad against, you know, worse talent. You know, that's something that Florida State has just been lacking in in these games. Is looking just ridiculous, not looking prepared, not being able to stay in games, not being able to look competitive. Looking, looking really disappointing in the trenches. That's a sad thing about it. You never think about Florida State and looking pretty sad definitely on the defensive line, but that's been something that that has been a consistent basis in the last couple of years, and that's something the staff is trying to do and fix, and Coach Atkins doesn't want that. Odell has been there and seen it go up, 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 and down and down. He's seen it at the highest. He's seen it at the lowest. Um, even from his personal days playing at Forest State, he just knows how that's ran up there in the trenches. And Michael Bell is, you know, after this, and it goes to show someone that, you know, immediately is trying to build depth and Places of need, and you got to have it. And it's not even depth at this point. You know, it's not just like players just to get them in, and even if their stars are, are, are great or anything, but it's building some really talented guys, guys that they did their homework on. And it's good for the locker room um, and it's going to help also recruit because you see a lot of these guys that are committed to Florida State, they're also helping out with the staff recruiting, coming in on these visits while they're already committed and, you know, sitting down and hanging out with these guys and spending the whole weekend there. Some. I mean, if you think about Travis Hunter, that's his cat's there for almost a week, two weeks sometimes. So it's good. It's a it's good momentum that Florida State is continuing to have. It's not just like momentum they had last month. It's heading into July, which I think is a interesting thing. And it's a good thing to look at for the Seminoles.
1: Real quick on the offensive line thing, like just how how many commits they have right now. I was, I was thinking about the 2011 class, Losis class. And that mm-hmm. was another huge offensive line class. I mean, you had Bobby Hart, uh, Jordan Presswood, who I don't think ever played for us, but Farrin crew, Jose Matias, Newberry, who ended up switching sides. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys further down the list, Ruben Carter, Love Lady, Austin Barron. I mean, that was a, I think they took nine offensive line commits, but it it shored up the offensive line for the next three years. I mean, when you talk about Matias, Bobby Hart, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it has the same impact going forward because we've been talking about for the last decade. Florida State's offensive line has been terrible. Yeah, Yeah, I think
0: I think they would take seven max. There's no way they're getting up to nine. That would be crazy. Mm
2: -hmm. Who knows? Could shock you, Dilo. It's it's crazy. We look back at it and see how just god awful Florida State's offensive line play has been, and you know, some of it starts with the Jimbo and Trickett, and then it trickles down. Uh, to what you know, when Jimbo's leaving, you know you, you ruin that those high, those relationships that for offensive line guys that you got to kind of build it. There's those some big boys you got to build those relationships in order to keep them. Jimbo dips. You got Willie coming in. You got Clements. That just doesn't seem like it's working out too well. Um, just having players in there that shouldn't have been playing snaps whatsoever, and there wasn't even any progress happening. Like that, there's that whole kind of last little stint of Jimbo, and then you've got Willie coming in and just degraded it. And that's the number one thing that ESPN and College Game Day will talk about. That's all Herb Street's going to say because he hasn't really watched FSU a ton since they've been down. But he's just going to say, Well, she's not wrong, but the offensive line is horrid, and the play's been horrid. And you just got to hope. There was progression, I think, last year, but you're also working with a quarterback that was running quite a bit. You know, he was kind of immediately trying to evade pressure at some in some uh, times of games and, and some that was a terrible way to say it in some parts of the games um but that's why that offensive line might have looked a little bit better but
0: well i mean you gotta think like this is um the first time in a long time that florida state has went into the offseason with the same offensive line coach could you think i mean I've, in 2017 you had rick trickett 2018 you had greg fry Twenty nineteen, you had Clements, and then last year you had Atkins. This is the first time since you know twenty seventeen that you are actually having that stability at this position, and you are going to have the same guy two years in a row. So that can only help pay off. You are not you are not just churning
2: through a different guy every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that like like you mentioned though, Dilo. But also recruiting wise, I mean that's going to be huge, huge, huge success because Atkins is really one of his best tactics is working relationships and being genuine we've talked about a ton on this podcast and being real with you and saying that effing blue i need you to do better or even if you're down and hurt maybe he'll still give you hey you shouldn't have done that but (laughs) he's uh he's a real guy i wish someday we could kind of share that story but he's uh He's not only even as a recruit, but once you get on campus and he's gonna, he's gonna keep it real with you. And that's exactly what these cats want. That's what these, what they want. Hopefully we're getting over the age of where you can't, you have to be sweet to them all the time. I hate that. I hate that in football. This is a sport. This is not tennis. Uh, This isn't racquetball. Um, This isn't, uh, I'm not gonna say anything else or I'll get like canceled. This isn't soccer or whatever you want to call it. This is, this is football. You're supposed to be mean, definitely for big boys up front. You need to get cussed out. You need to man up and get your uh, get your stuff straight. And that's what that's what this offensive line deserves right now. You got it. You got. We got to got to get the act together. Ah, uh, let's see here. On to the next topic here. Thinking, uh, speaking about offensive line cat. Well, first of all, before we jump out of recruiting real quick, Travis Hunter. I mean, I mean, can I just go ahead and share some highlights with you guys? He was at a seven on seven. Tournament. he was actually playing for cam newton seven on 17 uh this past weekend he was in the 18t stadium uh just showing out but he just continuously uh has highlights that i get to share our, on our instagram all the I time
0: believe, i believe he was playing with jaleel skinner
2: I, I think he's been playing the last couple of weeks i think they've been on the same team for a while now because really people have been telling me it's not really even fair They've got a really good relationship. So here he is. And give me the ball right over your head. (laughs) I think there's another clip somewhere. I don't know if I'll be able to find it in time, but he absolutely just mosses the kid in the corner of the end zone. And the kid kind of tries to come back and talk to him. He might have told him to shut the... And this is good competition, people. I mean, you don't just go to the all these tournaments like this. And, well, you don't just get to play in the Dallas Cowboys. That's stadium, awesome. if it's awesome. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, you're not just in this dome right here, this gigantic spaceship. Been there before, and it's absolutely <laughs> massive. But still, going on to the play here, though. I mean, it. I would say it, it gets old seeing this kind of stuff because it's just every weekend we get new highlights. But that's just not the case. It gets... Better every single time. I mean, yeah, I feel one. like
0: you know he does it so often that we almost are starting to take it for granted.
2: Yeah, and that's what like I'm you're hoping we expecting
0: don't do. him to do something like spectacular.
2: <laughs> this one's nasty right here. Hold up, this one's nasty. What? This is so unfair. This is so unfair. Watch him kind of just mess around. Hey, watch this. What? <laughs> the leg be. The leg behind the leg. And makes the kid miss on the tag. I love when he brings... So he's got a stuffed animal that he brings to these. (laughs) So if no one's seen it yet, he's got a stuffed animal that he brings with him to these tournaments. We'll see if he brings them to games or not. But he does... Here we go. This is a kid getting mossed right here. So... Here's the question I want to ask both of y'all, because eventually this kid is going to be on campus, in um, Florida State, and fans are going to be going crazy. Right now, do you play him at wide receiver or DB? And if you could only pick one, he's probably, I, in my opinion, he's going to play both at some point. Which depends on how the staff is going to work with them, what they feel best. But right now. It's tough like looking at this picture of course but right now where do you put travis hunter
1: i would put him at receiver just because there's less talent in that room right now especially less proven talent like at least with the dbs you've got travis J, jamie robinson so on and so forth you've got a long list of guys that are wide receiver you know waiting for someone to step up if he was coming in this year i'd put him in a receiver when he comes in, in a couple years who knows i think he's going to I think he's going to have a Hall of Fame career as a corner, like Nate says. But if he was coming in this season, I'd put him at receiver. Okay. okay. That's
0: a good point.
2: It's a a tough question, d Lou.
0: I'd probably just go with defensive back because, I mean, you're going to get a guy who can go up like a wide receiver, but as a DB. And then, I mean, he can do everything that you need an elite college defensive back to do. And, I mean – you know, we, you already said it, Logan, but, I mean, this is a guy, he's probably going to start at corner, and then he's going to get snaps at wide receiver and be able to contribute on offense. And, you know, it's everything that we're seeing is, is leading up to him, you know, <laughs> probably having a knockout college career. I don't want to say it's a slam dunk, but, I mean, he does some crazy stuff.
2: Look at this. Have you seen him dancing right here? Wait a second. There you go. You're like liking... <laughs> little of... Well, Michael Jackson. Come
1: on, man. A little Michael Jackson. He's going to be a guy that's going to take huge advantage of the NIL stuff too. Oh my God. Yeah. No, when he gets to the... college, he's going to have his own brand. Yeah, he's going to, if if they get to the point where they can sell jerseys, his is going to fly. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's just that name. He's just that guy. Yeah, he's going to really take advantage of that stuff.
2: He's created a whole trend uh, for a lot of the guys doing recruiting visits across the country and them doing the same pose called the Trav. It's awesome. Just a generational talent. I'm like looking back, you know, you look back at Derwin James, you look at it a little bit with Jalen Ramsey. This guy's on a different level. It's obvious he's on a different level. It's just consistency. When, if there's pads on, if there's not pads on, what kind of competition he's facing, it doesn't really matter about who it is. He's going to dominate you. He talk, He likes to talk trash. He likes to have a good time. He has a stuffed animal that he brings to, to his games. And you would think, you know, this kid's got a friggin' stuffed animal. I'm going to work him all day long. No, it's going to be the complete opposite, and he's probably going to score three touchdowns on you or pick pick you off. I mean, it's, it's fun. And you like seeing this kind of energy. It kind of brings back that FSU swag kind of mentality. Bring back that, those vibes. I mean, here he is with pads on just looking back at everybody. Um, yeah. So. You can just, yeah, I mean, he's a
0: flashy guy, but he backs it up. So. Yeah. Can't really say much about it. It's not um, like, uh, it's not like Juju. Juju.
2: Ooh. Oh, Whoa! What you talking all those, about? All those TikTok dances. He's in the NFL,
0: dancing on people's logos and getting his head ripped off. I mean,
2: <sighs> yeah, I wish. I'm you saying that. Travis Hunter—he backs it up. There we go. We we get, we got to get uh we got to get the name of this. We need to get that
0: stuffed animal on the pod. And then maybe
2: maybe we'll get a uh, then we get our interview as long as we get the stuffed animal on. But other than that, little Travis Hunter talk always good to do without Nate here and he just salivates at Travis Hunter. He's never here to talk about him. So oh well. There's a question on here, <laughs> D We talked about it a while back, but Kamari Wilson, 2022 five star safety from IMG, most recently put him put FSU in his top list. Seems like it's a Georgia bound. You can just kind of quickly answer this again, but it doesn't seem like Florida State right now is going to have anything to do with this until if, unless they go. If Florida State goes on a crazy run this upcoming season,
0: yeah, I mean he visited FSU, and, and the coaching staff is doing what they can to make themselves a player in his recruitment. But I really think that he's just fallen in love with Georgia, and that's I would say right now that's where he's going to end up. You know, nothing has ever a done deal and, you know, maybe Florida state can somehow flip the tide of this recruitment, but with where it's at right now, I don't see it happening.
2: Another question here from our guy Mendoza always in here. Appreciate him. What, what can y'all tell me about Anthony Lucas and Daniel Martin?
0: So Lucas is the DT out of Arizona and he, he was on campus last month as well for an unofficial visit. And I don't know if he has a decision timeline that has come out yet, but I believe he's a guy that's going to wait until later down the line. So this is really just one where you want to see Florida State hopefully somehow get him in for an official visit or another unofficial during the fall to check out a game. And it's the same thing with Daniel Martin. Right now, it kind of feels like this is between Florida State and Vanderbilt, and he went through – with his Vanderbilt um, official visit and didn't end up committing. So I I would say I like where FSU is right now, and he's another guy. I mean, you've got to get him back on campus for the fall. I think getting these guys in for that Notre Dame game and, you know, hopefully you blow it out of the park, that's where you're going to build a ton
2: of recruiting momentum. Got another question here. We're just rocking right now from a guy, Zach P Earl little junior most recently visited Florida state uh, last month. I think this one's definitely an sec more than anything for him, but that's another talented cat. And, you know, I think maybe more warm to Alabama than anything, but could to say have a chance here, he's a six foot one seventy five out of the 2022 class down in Fort Lauderdale. I still think he's an Alabama guy than anything. SEC, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, he's a what is it? He's a Miami legacy, but I don't even think the the Canes are really a big player in his recruitment. Like you said, Logan, I think he's I think he's an Alabama lean right now. But he he was on campus last month. It seems like he's connected with the coaching staff. He feels comfortable with where he would stand in Florida State's defensive scheme if he did pick FSU. And a big thing to me, it seemed like his dad really has connected with the coaching staff and really likes Florida State. So we'll see if that's something that can help maybe push things in FSU's favor a little bit. But right now I think Earl Little Jr., he wants to go to Bama. Maybe senior likes FSU, but, you know, we'll see. He's got his official visit in the fall.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Eric Angel Our guy, Eric Angel said, Travis Hunter is no joke. Best since Deion Sanders, Jordan James, and Jalen Ramsey. I'm right there with you. I completely agree. Like you said, he hasn't even touched foot yet on Bobby Bowden Field. Hasn't played a college snap yet, but, you know, there's going to be so much hype whenever he arrives in Tallahassee. Let's move on a little bit here into the rest of the docket. We've got a little bit more on the NIL. So, first of all, let me show one thing. So, most recent offensive line, uh, com- not commit, but transfer that picked Florida State from Notre Dame, Dylan Gibbons. I'm gonna share a video on him. So over July 4th weekend, came across a video of this man actually. Hey, I sent it to you. Yeah, Dustin threw me a video of Dylan Gibbons actually towing, in he was towing, was towing a boat Across the lake, swimming <laughs> <laughs> over to land, helping a guy out because I guess the motor broke. And can you say like some summer conditioning? Maybe Coach Storms is having these guys do some extra work. Is Coach Storms behind them over there, getting them getting them ready for September fifth? I'm, I'm just like,
0: who has the confidence? This guy's like, yeah, my boat broke down. Who has the confidence to say,
2: okay, wrap a chain around my neck, I'll drag it across the lake? <laughs> I don't know. Desperate times for desperate <laughs> measures. Maybe it's getting dark there. The video looks like it's maybe getting to easy like, I'd,
0: I'd call a mechanic for the guy. There's no way I'd be doing this. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah,
1: but wonder. you're also not as strong as Dylan Givens. Yeah. yeah. You're weak. That's, that's what I'm saying. No rebuttal.
2: <laughs> no rebuttal there. I love the comment here from Kenny Joyce on Instagram. That boy is training for a triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, this is what you need to do. We need to get you out here, just towing boats. Dude, there's no water. way you're getting me in a lake. I don't want an
0: alligator to bite my leg off. An alligator? I don't like going into bodies of water. I'll go to a pool, but you ain't you ain't sticking me in like a lake where I can't see the bottom or the ocean or something. I'm chilling.
2: I wanted to also share, too, one of the things that Dylan Gibbons is actually doing with his NIL, started immediately, and I thought it was really unique for him. So he started a GoFundMe for one of his friends back at Notre Dame. He was a big fan of Dylan there and supported him, and those two ended up becoming almost like best friends, and they stayed in contact since he's arrived here in Tallahassee. Uh, Timothy is his name. and he was born with a condition called Vactoral. Hopefully I didn't mess it up. I'm terrible with saying names, but bacterial. Um And he was actually not expected uh, to survive. Uh, and so later on, he was actually diagnosed with Carcot Mary tooth. Um, it's an incurable disease that affects the nerves and his hands and feet. So Dylan really wants him to come to the opening season game i believe timothy's a big notre dame fan obviously with dylan playing there but he still wants to see that game in person he wants him to come there and spend time with him and he immediately the first day of the nil opened up a gofundme which i'll share on the screen and i thought this was a really cool thing on gibbon's part Um, and i believe the goal me and dustin were talking about this i believe the goal at first Think was thirty grand. Uh, yeah, I think it was around there, if not even lower. But the most impressive thing—it doesn't really matter now. I mean, uh, Dylan has been able to raise forty-five thousand dollars, and the goal has now been moved to seventy-five thousand. Um, you know, this is absolutely awesome to see the, the advantage. This is one of the cool things about nil that players like this can take advantage of. Whenever Janarius Robinson, that had to be. That had to be approved through the NCAA, and I'm sure there was a lot of discussions and, you know, trying to figure out how that was going to work, you know. And finally, Janaris Robinson was able to start a GoFundMe to help out his mom, and Florida State did a Fort State and other schools and other fan bases helped uh, J Rob out a lot uh, and his family. But you know, in this certain situation right here, I thought this was a really cool move uh, by Gibbons and shows what a great what a great guy he is and what a you know that's what you know not only just for football, but a guy that you're going to have in the locker room like this is awesome to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about it last week, whenever we were first discussing all of the NIL stuff. And we were saying, we don't really know what exactly guys are going to be able to, what exactly guys are going to do or, you know, how unique it's going to be. And this is just, it's a really awesome way to be able to use, you know, those new rights that the players have and, you know, I think it's a great cause, and a lot of people have gotten behind it. Obviously, Dylan has gotten a lot of, um, I don't want to say publicity, but he's got a lot of recognition in the media. I think he's going to be going on, like Mike, I don't know how you say it, Mike golex Go- Golick's Golic, Golic, yeah. ESPN Radio. Yeah, he's going on his show, and you know, it's good to see this story being shared. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a
2: class act, and it's good to see you know, this guy Right here representing Florida State. And I can't wait to have actually uh, Timothy be able to come to Tallahassee. He's gonna be inside Doe Campbell Stadium. They've reached the goal and they're raising even more to help him out. But to have him come and be inside the stadium and be there for uh, September fifth, a Sunday night game, loud as loudest, loudest crazy, gonna be craziness there for him and he gets to come enjoy it and watch his favorite player. I think it's just so yeah. awesome to see. That's a college game day um piece right there i mean right there please give it to me i want to cry
0: and i mean at this point they've already i believe hit their goal for the travel and everything to the game and now the rest of the funds that are being raised will just go to helping pay for timothy's medical bills
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so that should help you know some of the financial burden that maybe the family has yeah and it seems like Really awesome cause. Yep.
2: Yeah, and it seemed like Florida State, Florida State fans, they always do a fantastic job when it comes to things like this. But it was cool to see the Notre Dame family come in here and you know, both both fan bases work on something like this. And I I can't wait. I'm looking forward to having him come in town and enjoy the weekend in Tallahassee and enjoy it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. So really cool story there for Gibbons and Timothy. Uh I think we're kind of nearing the end here. You know, we've we've got some basketball stuff. We got VZ back with us. We didn't get to talk a lot of basketball last week. Not a ton. But right now, I just saw a clip earlier of uh, Patrick Williams. Our guy, Pat, he was a alum. He was up out there uh, working out and having some practice with the USA team getting ready for the Olympics.
1: Yeah, he's part of USA Select team, which for those that don't know, it's like Team USA will bring a whole bunch of young guys in to practice against the main USA squad get some reps, get some practice. There's clips of Kyrie torturing people as a part of the USA select team uh, when he was a rookie. And now past getting this experience is going to be huge for him. You know, going against, you know, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, all these guys day after day. It's only going to make him get better. And you can already tell there's a lot of lot of support for him around the league. Guys really like his game, really like his work ethic. Work ethic. Um it, it's it's only going to be a good experience for him especially being around Popovich for, you know, a few weeks. It's going to be such a great experience for him. Absolutely. He gets to be around all those greats, the current
2: greats right now. man. And plus, he comes off more of he's young right now, but his maturity level is on a different level. And him being able to be around those guys right there is
1: huge. And speaking of the NIL stuff, uh, Matthew Cleveland just launched a clothing brand today. uh, that's uh-huh. on his instagram if you want to pull that up real quick yeah Just, just another one of these things where guys are taking advantage of their name r- really trying to make the most of it a- it wouldn't be surprised wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a couple more guys from the basketball team that uh, follow this follow this line launch a few clothing items make a few make a little bit of money off of it dwayne bacon would have killed the nil stuff oh my ago. god nah. i
2: Can mean not, not just because
1: of his name but he's he's a fashion guy anyways yeah phil cofer too a lot, a lot of these guys in the past are like, "Man, I wish this was around five years ago." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think
0: we we actually talked about um, Cleveland last week a little bit because I think the first day of the NIL stuff, he announced that he was going to be doing like a blog and some yeah, with, with
1: stock risers. Yeah, and then uh, I think um, Cam Cam Fletcher's doing it too, mm-hmm. doing the stock risers posts. Which I mean, go ahead, do a little blog, get a little bit of money for it. Yeah, here, here's Cleveland's. Cleveland's brand right here. Just basic self-sweat shorts, tanks, tees. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy, but, I mean, go get your bread.
2: Yeah, get the bread. I like it. Get a little use a little garnet and gold here, baby. Oh, he says, I'm very happy to announce my official brand and apparel is now live. Link and bio. Boosted biz, plus, plus it is people he worked with, partners, have changed a game for college and pro athletes to monetize their likeness. Shout out to the team. For making it all happen, to support Lincoln bio. So yeah, we got some shorts, some tanks.
1: Cool stuff here. And for these basketball guys, it's it's a lot easier for them to do this NL stuff because their faces like they're not covering their heads with helmets during the game. So you get to see them while they're playing and see them making these plays. Then they go on social media and it's the same guy supporting their own brands. It's not like with football where you just see a number. Mm-hmm. Being able to put a face with these with these brands, these sponsorships, however you want to put it it's only that much easier for these basketball guys to, to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I,
2: I can't wait. There's going to be so many different creative ways that not just basketball players but athletes across the country are going to be making money. Now, you know We see influencers do brand deals and such, but I'm wondering, too, this is just a random thought, but how does it work? Let's say if a betting site, a sports book, wants to connect with an athlete,
1: well, I think those probably that stuff, I I don't think they can. Uh, I think gambling was one of the things that was off limits. And that I guess that's kind of like the
2: NFL. You know, you can't yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, I guess I'd be against it. I don't know that uh, whole kind of stuff. I, could, I would hate to have that job, having to figure all that kind of stuff. And there's still a all lot rules.
1: Yeah, there's still a lot they got to get figured out. So they they rushed into this process so fast. I mean, they mm-hmm. literally went from oh, so it's gonna be Florida and a couple of other states too. Oh yeah, the entire country has access to this mm-hmm. in a, about a week. Yeah, I agree. It was so, really there's quick. there's a lot they got to get figured out. Like, I, I mentioned the jersey things earlier. There's got to be a way for these for these players to you know if they want if the school wants to put out 10, 15 jerseys for football, let's say, put the kid's name on the back. Are they going to be able to do that? How much money is the kids going to be able to make? How much does Nike or Adidas get? That's all stuff they got to get figured out at some point. I mean, cause that's one thing people want is they want to be able to rep their favorite player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we mentioned with Travis Hunter, how many people in a few years are going to want to want rock a Travis Hunter jersey? Uh, a lot of, I think they would. I think they would rock them right now. They'd start them.
2: They'd start rocking them. If you could get it going right now, they would. Just already a household name, and that crazy thing already a household name. But Derwin James was kind of that way. Ton of hype. They couldn't wait to see him get out on the field because he looked already like he was built. Two years into college. But Travis is, it's crazy. I think he's just on a different level than him. So, know, Nate would buy
0: his whole family Travis Hunter jerseys right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get a chance to talk about last week's visits for basketball? No, we didn't. Uh- with, with,
2: I don't think so.
1: With Dylan Mitchell and Julian Phillips?
2: No, give us some updates there because the Discord's been popping now and there's been some visits going on and a five-star.
1: Yeah, D- D- Dylan, Dylan Mitchell's a top 30 kid from uh, Spring Hill, Florida. Something like that. It's three hours south. It's Florida kid. He just announced today he's transferring to Montverde. He was on campus last week. It apparently it went great. Uh, the entire family loved the visit. Uh, Really, at this point, it's just Florida State and Tennessee in this recruitment. I wouldn't be surprised if he announces in the next month or so, and it wouldn't shock me at all if it's Florida State. Apparently, his mom has Florida State football season tickets. Um, If you look at the pages Dylan Mitchell follows on Instagram, there's so many Florida State fan pages that he follows. It would not surprise me at all if he ends up a part of this class. I just put in a prediction for five-star Jason Gortman out of South Carolina top 10 kid um i don't want to spoil anything but it's looking really good on that front he's he's not your typical florida state guy you know he's only six only six foot one the whole be, it'll be the shortest scholarship if he were to come he'd be the shortest scholarship player on the team since david nichols and the shortest freshman we were recruited since cj walker which was what six years ago seven years ago <laughs> I and mean, it's been a minute um really talented really athletic uh, he's so bouncy for someone six foot one. And he's close with Julian Phillips, who was just on campus last week, another South Carolina kid. He just he did an interview with 24-7, I believe, and visit went great. You know, Florida State's been able to get some names on campus recently. I know it's not transfers that everyone's wanting. It's not the Kofi Coburns or Musa Chise's or whoever, but they're breeding some talent in this 2022 class. I mean, you talk about Jason Gorman, top 15. Jason, or yeah, Jason Gorman, top 15. Julian Phillips, top. Fifty, Dylan Mitchell top 30. I think Mitchell ends up being a five-star before it's all said and done because he's been killing it on the circuit this summer. He just killed Mikey Williams' team by, I think, 30. Ooh, uh, he's he's really hooping this summer. Uh, you land Gorman, you land Mitchell. Both of them should be announcing hopefully in the next month or so. You're looking really good for 2022. Uh, I know Derek Whitehead is probably leaning towards Duke now, but if you make up for it with Gorman and Mitchell, you're not hanging your head at all.
2: What kind of? I was just thinking this for a guy that not as in so in depth with basketball recruiting, but what is something like? What are the camps that a lot of these guys go to? Because for me, I think about obviously for quarterbacks, I think Elite Eleven, and you got the opening. You've also got all these rivals and the two four seven camps. But what is something on the basketball side of things where these guys go get you know get their scouting on and everything?
1: With basketball, it's all AAU. I mean, they're going to Eybl mm-hmm. circuits, and Adidas has their own stuff. They're just doing these certain tournaments, and whether it's Miami, Atlanta, you know, Indianapolis, wherever. And that's where all the scouts are going to be. If you're not one, on one of these teams getting recognized, you're not going to get those big rankings. And that, that's big for these guys. They, they do this AAU stuff, and that's really where they blow up because that's where you see the tapes come from. That's where you see, you know, overtime will post stuff. That's where they'll blow up. It's not like with football where, you know, they have these settlement seven things. They're out there playing real basketball. Mm hmm. Gotcha, thank you.
2: So Florida State twenty twenty two Leonard Leonard Hamilton. They're working. They're trying to work. Hey, well, they've been doing a good job. Let's not give them that's uh, yeah, that, like, for sure. You know, they they've been doing this thing for the last couple of years. It's just that football is starting to do trying to catch up a little bit and they're doing a good job, but it's
1: fun to see both places. Um People are quick to forget they did a number two class for twenty twenty one. Yeah, Cleveland Worley, all these guys and Twenty twenty is n- not going to be far behind.
2: Yeah. how is was uh, any
1: updates or anything
2: that you've heard on Worley and also Cleveland and also the other guys in that class, Butler too? Because we've seen a couple of pictures of them the last couple of weeks. Practicing yeah, a
1: little bit. Right now they're just going through summer workouts. So they're really only practicing about two hours a week. So right now they're just getting the basic fundamentals of Florida State's offense, you know, where they're going to be shooting from, whether it's the corner on the wing, you know, where to drive in the offense, how to run the pick-and-roll in Florida State's offense. They're they're learning these certain things right now. That's what summer's about, learning the basics of the defense, what Coach Jones will call the shell of the defense. That's what they're working on right now. It's not going to be anything too crazy. Obviously, this is going to be all high praise for right now, but once they get to fall and fall camp starts picking up, you'll hear a lot more stuff about these guys. Absolutely.
2: I want to bring up something here before we get off that I thought was really interesting, our – Instagram was discussing it quite a bit uh, over the last 24 hours. If this will come up. Oh, here we go. But this was a pretty interesting list. I saw, well, that's not it. (laughs) That's not it. Hold up. But there was a list uh, from CBS that ranked Mike Norvell. So this was a 2021 ACC coach ranking 10 into the season. And it had Florida States, Mike Norvell, at number 10 behind Manny Diaz, Pat Narduzzi, Cutcliffe, Clawson from Wake Forest, uh, Bronco Menenhoff from Virginia, Mac Brown from UNC, and Dabo Sweeney, Jeff Halfley from Boston College, also ahead of Mike Norvell, and Dave uh, Doran, who's a complete, you know what, anyways, but, Who wrote, who wrote it? I don't, uh, I don't have the name, but it's from CBS Sports. Uh, I'm trying to bring it up here on the screen so then you can kind of really get a feel for what I'm talking about. Here we go. So this was a ranking on two, on CBS Sports. And obviously you got Dabo Swinney at number one. Mike all the way down here at number 10. So I'm wondering, are they just depicting, depicting this from last season and how that went?
1: You know, I mean, I mean here's the thing: Florida, Florida State hasn't done anything with Norvell yet. They've had one year, and they were three and six. If you take it off that one year, yeah, Norvell's the tenth best awesome. coach in the conference. We would all take him a lot ahead of a lot of these guys. But when you only have one thing to prove it off of, that, it's not that disrespectful. It's kind of, but not that disrespectful. David
2: Cutcliffe won one game last year,
1: and he lost to Norvell. But he also has like, <laughs> how many years ahead of him of proven track record well, at Well, then school? if it's that case and you that's look horrible. back at Memphis,
2: then, you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You I'm look saying back at, at Memphis. School.
1: I'm saying at yeah. that school. He's he's had some success at Duke. Not a ton, but more than any other coach has since Spurrier.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's way off, though. I think if you're thinking – I just need to have an explanation. If we're talking about at that certain school, then maybe so. But as if I'm thinking about ranking coaches and I think about their – as a whole tenure as being a head coach, in my opinion, not just maybe at a school. I just thought
0: I think people like attention.
2: Yes. Of I course. think my mic is about to fall off the desk. We can hear it. We can hear it definitely. Doing something. <laughs> uh I mean I don't know. But I thought it was pretty interesting. It's definitely gotta be just from how they've done so far and how they their whole tenure at these schools. That's got to be what it is. If it's if it's like their whole coaching career, then I definitely have a problem with it because my shouldn't be that low whatsoever.
1: Um, it, it also shows you how bad the conference has been the last 10 years. If Dave Clawson is fourth. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, Bronco, this- and Bronco Middle is third when they have, they've had a, a good season and a half. Yeah, I was about to
2: say. They had that, and then that kind of fell off after they lost, I forget his dadgum name, but quarterback. That was. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Like
1: they, they had a couple guys between Andrew Brown at, at D-line and um, what was that safety's name? They had a, Bryce Hall. They had a couple good guys. Yeah.
2: What up, my boy Durham? What's up, man? Appreciate you watching in. But, uh, yeah, just thought that was pretty interesting to kind of end this off. There's a few questions on here that i Want to get to whenever we get a little bit closer, Eric. Uh, when we get close to football season, because we're going to be giving a full preview on a lot of these things with position groups. Uh, we've got a lot to go through the next couple of weeks. Now we're kind of getting to the weeks part before we start uh, previewing uh, some games and even you know, these position groups. Who's going to be starting at quarterback? What does your starting wide receiver unit look like? Who's starting at DB? Who's your two starting corners? The D line unit. And there's so much stuff we're about to be jumping into, so I want to wait until we get into that and save that for a couple episodes ahead. But Gentlemen, is there anything else that you guys uh, want to bring up or talk about? I think that's practically it.
1: Yeah, Someone asked earlier if any of us will be at the FSU Wake Forest game this fall. I will be. Uh, I don't know if either of these two guys will be, but I live 30 minutes from Wake Forest, so I will be there.
2: I don't know if I'll be making it there. I got to see if I have two legs.
1: Me and Logan
0: are going to the Boston College game we are uh, thanks
1: for the invite
2: <laughs> I just got I just got told this so
1: I'd love to go to a Boston college game
2: They yeah. are fun
1: fly up there
0: It's for my bachelor party
2: just sell a couple more shin when, when is it
0: November twenty third maybe I don't know <laughs>
1: Are you flicking that mic thing over there? Because we're hearing like a yeah. No, I'm yeah, um, sorry.
0: You're I pulling Nate.
1: I could do that and then fly to Indianapolis. Oh no, that's the next week. I must say, go to FSU Purdue basketball game the next week, but it's too much. You just go. You're
2: just going crazy now. I
1: am. I really am. I'll be yeah. in Atlanta, I'll be in Atlanta early that month for a concert. You're
2: just getting crazy on us now, man. Yeah, Damn. this fall is gonna be fun. It is. It is. We're back to normal. That's the biggest thing. Back to normal. Thank God. Woo! Thank God. Uh, but yeah, definitely appreciate everyone that's listening to us. We really, really do. And we thank you guys a ton. It's crazy to think that y'all listen to us and definitely for this long for about an hour and a half, but really, uh, thankful for you guys. As always, you can listen to this podcast and show on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, and YouTube. If you're on YouTube, definitely appreciate if you hit that subscribe button and hit that like button on, on the video below. Uh, We'll be back here on Thursday night, hoping to have some guests Uh, start kind of trickling in here once we get closer to football season, but we're going to try to get a guest lineup to get you guys prepared for the football and NFL, and maybe, you know, to get some NBA guys in here. You never know. I'm trying to think ahead a little bit, but uh, think highly. I'd love to have Terrence Mann back on, or Pat, to talk about. Pat would be really cool. Well, both of them I'd kill to have (laughs) back on. What what can I say? But... um, after a phenomenal season from man. And then you've also got Patrick Williams also having a really good season too, as a rookie. And then he's now working out with the Olympic squad. So got some, got some cool stuff that we're going to start working on to bring in onto the show. But yeah, everybody enjoy the rest of y'all's week. Enjoy the weekend. And we will talk to you guys uh, next week. on am good as Peace.